If you, if you have your Bibles with you, you can go ahead and turn to the book of Romans. If you use your phone, go ahead and bring that up. Romans chapter 12. You know we preached through uh, the ten, first 10 chapters of Romans over the last several months. And um, this is not part of that series, but it's part of our community series. We're wrapping it up today um, on our fifth sermon about the community of the body of Christ. Who's enjoyed it? Anybody enjoyed it? It's opened my eyes and mind. I've enjoyed studying it. I've enjoyed uh, preaching it, learning myself as I've gone through it, um, the importance and value in the body of Christ that we each have to one another. Uh, this unique relationship, this supernatural relationship that if we are believers, that we are family. Not just in this building, but across the street, the church down the street. Where there are believers, we are a family. And, um, and so understand what that means. We, we kicked off with an introduction to the community and just looked about uh, what it meant to be in community. We talked about how important it was to grow in community, to have close friends that you're being accountable to, that you're being vulnerable with, you're sharing real life Right, Not the prayer request you'd call through on the prayer chain, but the real things that you're struggling with grow through community. You remember the, the scripture that said, let us stir one another up to love and good works, uh, this importance of one another. Uh, we did the sharing community about how important it was to give. We looked at the early church in Acts chapter 2 and chapter 4. It said they were selling everything and taking care of those in need, selling their land, possessions, like it became material things on this earth became second to building God's kingdom. And they used everything God had gifted them to gift him. And we found that giving is not so much about God needs resources, but about our need to be free from being tempted to become a slave to money, right? The power of money in our life. Remember, I said, I don't care which church you give to. I don't care. And, you know, I, we, had, we had Easter here. I didn't even, we didn't even, I forgot to even mention that we take up offerings. People were trying to find me and say, how do we give this church money? We don't, you didn't even talk about it. God provides resources. He's going to take care of his work and what he's doing. But we individually, it is freeing to give up the slave to money, to just give it to God and say, I'm, I'm partnering in this work to grow your kingdom. Uh, and then last week we talked about the three threats to unity. That was really fun. Everybody loved being told, you know, we shouldn't lie. Uh, we shouldn't, what were the other ones? Y'all remember? Shouldn't gossip. Lie, gossip, what was the other one? Judgment, critique. Y'all took notes. That was good. I really knew. I was just testing you. Um, and so this final sermon is called Where You Belong. Uh, there have been so many times in my life where I felt like I didn't belong. Have you all been there? You've been at a, a, a party, at a, you know, a Christmas party, a, a get-together. You've been at work your first day, or you've, you've been at school, or you've been around a certain group of people where you just felt like, man, I do not belong here. And um, And... And I've had lots of those occasions in my life. I've shared lots of them with you. My first trip to University of Pikeville here when I came and I moved in, and all of my roommate's stuff was totally different than mine. He was from Louisville. He lived totally different. The whole, everybody on my floor was different. 
And I thought, man, I do not fit in here. And I got back in my truck and I went back home, literally. And uh, I did eventually come back for orientation, ended up moving in. But I remember that feeling of like, man, everybody's got together. They're all prepared. You know, what stuff, I don't even know what I'm supposed to have. People know what's going on when the first class is, when, you know, I don't, I don't feel like I fit in here. Y'all also probably remember uh, Bethany and I, our story of we haven't been married very long. We had this uh, terrible car um, that was old and would barely run. It's called a Ford Focus, and they're good now, but this was the first model they ever made, and it would not run. You know that whole story. Um, and you know the story about one time we were in Paintsville in this old car for Apple Days, and we accidentally got in the classic car parade. Like, we took a turn, and I was like, man, that car in front of us is really nice. And I looked in the mirror, and I was like, that car is really nice. And then, like, the crowd started throwing, like, bubble gum and stuff at us. And we realized real quick, we are in a place we don't belong in this car anyway. And we quickly took the next turn to get out. We were talking with uh, one of our regular attendees here the other day, and she was talking about, um, as she's been praying uh, for her husband, and she'd gone on a date with a guy. And uh, it was their first date, and they were eating Mexican, and uh, they finished their dinner, and uh, she had some leftovers, and she asked for a to-go box. And he said, whoa, no, 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 I paid for this. You're not taking that with you. I'm eating it. I mean, can you imagine that first date? <laughs> yep, she said it was two and one, first and last. She said, this is not going to work. I don't belong here. Let's read this scripture. Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 3. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, this is Paul writing, I give each of you this warning don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given you. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. That's the church, capital C Church, not New Beginnings. This is the body, the supernatural body of believers across the globe. Each part has a special function, so is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all, what? In my Father's house, there's room for me. It's the song we just sang, right? We all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If your gift is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. That's where we're going to end reading this morning. That's Romans chapter 12, 3 through 8. I want to take a few principles we can take out of these verses 
And then we're going to finish with three applications and what it means to each and every one of our lives. All right, so this first principle that I want you to take out of this uh, is that um, you cannot know your purpose without knowing your creator. You cannot know your purpose without knowing your creator. There's all kinds of verses that talks about how God formed us in the womb. There are verses that says, before you were formed in the womb, I knew you. That he foreknew who you were going to be and what you were going to do. That he breathed the very breath into your lungs. And, and, and what we end up doing in life is running in every direction trying to find purpose and fulfillment. And we never want to connect with the very one who designed us, who made us, who created us. And when our car wouldn't run, we took it to the Ford dealership because they made the thing. They should have never made it. <laughs> but they did. And we took it to the people who built it, who made it, who knew, who had all the drawings and the schematics and the purpose, and, and they knew. And see, you cannot know your purpose if you are completely ignoring the Creator and not talking to Him, not in relationship with Him. If you're, just, you know, if you're just doing the bare minimum and going to church and you are not studying your Word, you're going to find your purpose right here in this, the truth that's in this Bible. And so you cannot know, you will end up empty the rest of your life if you never turn to the one who made you. You were born on purpose, with a purpose, and you can't know it without knowing him. Second thing we find in these verses um, It's here at verse 4. It says, just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function. This is a truth you need to kind of rest on today. You need to, and, and as I was studying this, even though I've studied it before and I, I understand it, it was fresh to me. You know when God just brings fresh stuff to you, kind of new understandings? And, and, and so when I, was, when I was studying this, this truth that we sometimes get away from, that every believer, every Christian, everyone who has is given their life to Christ that God has made new has a function and a gift. You say, what? Yes, every single believer has a function. It says, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body, we are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. This means that you matter. Every single believer, every single person who's given your heart to Christ, you matter. You are important. You are part of what God is doing. Some of us, uh, unfortunately for me, I end up up here in the gift and the call that God has on my life. 
There are many of you who play as critical role in this church that your name many people may never know because you're cleaning, you're making the coffee before everybody gets here, you're, you're making the calls in between, you're, you're, you're doing all these things that you're not up here. But every single role, every single believer matters and has a function and is equipped with a gift. Hebrews 13, at the end of Hebrews 13, we find those who God calls, he equips. We know those who are saved, God has called. You have been called, not only called, you have been chosen, the Bible teaches us. And those he calls, he equips for a purpose, a function, a gift in the body of Christ. And here's what I found, that uh, that, that church um, is not a spectator sport, right? It's not a thing you watch or attend. It is a thing that we, you, are, all right, and it gets, it gets, because I've, I've not always been a pastor. I've gone to church many times in my life, and it's really easy. I've been there to sit in the seat. I'm going to go see what they do this Sunday, and then I'll be there next Sunday, and I'll see what they do. And here's what I want you to understand. I don't care where you are. If you've given your life to Christ, you have a function, you have purpose, and God has equipped you with a gift to accomplish that function. Uh, what are these possible functions, gifts? Uh, kind of use those interchangeably. He kind of talks about them here, a few of them. This is not exhaustive. It says, in his grace, God has given us different gifts. First of all, this is not just your natural ability, okay? I mean, it might line up with your natural ability, but there are things the Holy Spirit that gives you the power, the ability, the strength, the gifts to do that you did not have absent your connection to your creator, and he does this in his grace, his sovereignty. He picks and he, he gives one to be an encourager, one to be a teacher, uh, one to be, uh, have the gift of faith. But he says he gives us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher... Teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. These are all examples. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you'll find other uh, examples. The gift of wisdom, the gift of knowledge, the gift of faith, the gift of healing. All kinds of gifts that God pours out on his church and his people to accomplish his will. I got a third principle, and then we will take these applications, and then we'll get ready for baptism. So the first one was, every, every, uh, you can't know your purpose without knowing your creator. The second one is, every believer has a function and is equipped. Did y'all know that? You know what that means? That means you can't say, I'm not gifted. Can't say it. You cannot say, I don't have a purpose or a role. You can't say it. Now, you can't get all arrogant and say, I'm gifted. And think it's about you. 
we can't measure ourselves wrong, right? We measure and evaluate based on the faith and grace that God has given us. But you cannot say you are not gifted. The third principle, the purpose of your gift, your function, is for the common good. 1 Corinthians 12, 7, Now to each one of the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Another translation says it's to help one another. And the common good and the ultimate goal of the church is to bring glory to God, to point people to Jesus Christ. These, this is it. This is where you belong. I'm not saying at New Beginnings. I'm saying you were built to be a part of the body of Christ. And until you're that, you never find your full purpose, your full potential. You will never be fulfilled. You will always be playing games with the devil. So what do we do with this? What do we do? We're going to do three things, all right? And then I'm going to get finished early. And everybody said, wow. All right, maybe I'll, I'll dig out some more illustrations. Nobody's that excited. The, the first thing you have to do with this is you've got to understand your gifts. You've got to be willing to admit and see that God has given you something that you are good at, that he's called you to do, that you have purpose for. You have to ha- kind of dig and do, do some spiritual searching and, and spend time in his word and study and, and ask other Christians, you know, ask other people who, 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 might, who might share and affirm and say, you're really a good teacher. My wife is a fantastic teacher, amazing teacher. You, we got many teachers here that are in the school system. And you think, I went to school and, uh, you know, I got a degree, and then I got a master's degree, and then I got the rank 47 or whatever. And you've done all the things. And, and you've not realized that it's not just a thing you're doing. That is very likely that God has put that gift into you. Right? And you may be using it in the classroom, but it's a gift that he gave you. And Bethany uh, is an amazing teacher. It's easy, easier for me to find her gifts than it is mine even. Um, and she has many. The other beautiful thing about this, if you really study it, you'll find that, that these gifts, don't, you don't just get one and that's done. We're going to get God's not going, I got him. He is a teacher, nothing else. He cannot encourage people. He will have no faith. <laughs> right? It's not just one. And it's even not... Only two in your entire life. The Spirit can give these for a season. Right? And y'all think I've done with Pentecostal and charismatic and talking about gifts and the Holy Spirit is as powerful as He has ever been. But we like to pretend. That it's all on us. That we're just going to church. That we are not a part of something that is living, breathing, and powerful power to resurrect and bring things back to life. We forget the power of what is living inside of us. So the first thing you've really got to do is understand your gifts. 
and develop them, hone them, work on them. Think, all right, God, this you you've called me into leadership, and this is something. And I was talking to Beth about it, and it's probably the only one that I can feel, and I don't even feel comfortable saying I'm gifted. I'm just like you. I don't feel comfortable saying it, but I, I can say there was a point in my life I was not a leader. You know, in high school, when they're like taking, what do they do? They like elect class presidents and all that kind of stuff. I skipped that class even. Like, I don't even, I didn't ever think I would ever speak in front of anybody. I did not ever think that I would lead. I wanted to just like play a keyboard and write songs maybe, and that would be it. And over time, God like, man, I don't know what happened. And I'm not saying I'm a great leader, but he called me into that work. And I really didn't even realize for the last couple of years that it can be a gift of the Spirit. Like, I would just, it would, and so what did I do? I'm like, all right, okay, this is a gift you've given me. I'm going to study it. I'm going to understand it. I'm going to re- learn how other people have done it well, and I want to be the best at it. Uh, can be, you got to understand your gift. The second thing you got to do is accept them. All right, so, so, and for some of us, this is different. I'll just keep sharing myself, I guess. It's the easiest example. Is that when we were planting this church, when God was planting this church and starting this church, y'all know the story. I did not want to accept the call as the lead pastor. Like, I did not want to accept it. I, I, I literally was committed one week at a time for the first year. I'll preach next Sunday. Y'all need to find somebody. <laughs> All right? Like, find somebody. Find somebody. Find somebody. But, but, but we, we had another person in the church that had a gift as an encourager and maybe a gift of wisdom for, from 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that, that finally looked at me at one of our fall festivals and said, Jared, you are our pastor. And then I had another friend that was a pastor, and he was here, and I was talking to him, and uh, I was saying, I just don't know if I'm the one supposed to be pastoring this church. You know, I don't know if this is the right role for me. I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing this. You know, I quit every Monday. <laughs> and, and, he's, and I said, I'm not the greatest preacher. I said, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm working full time. I don't see how I can do this, and God's calling the wrong person. I'm in the wrong place. And, and, he, and he said something to me. He said, listen, people can find good preaching anywhere. Like, you got your podcast, you got your phone, you got YouTube. You can, at any moment of any day, you can find outstanding preaching. You can listen to great preaching. He said, what the body of church, the, the, the body of Christ needs, what the local church needs is vision. This is what God gives a pastor. And he said, do you have a vision? I went, oh, no. Yes, I have a vision. I I can see what God's doing. I can see what he's doing, and I know it can be more, and I know our community needs this, and and I can feel it like in my bones. I never had vision before besides, you know, what I was going to do tomorrow. And he looked at me and he simply said, you're the pastor. And then there was that moment where I said, okay, God. Okay. I'll accept it. I will do it humbly. 
but I will serve and I will lead, but not for me. Because I'd rather be doing a lot of other stuff, but for the common good. For you and for me. See, you may not be called to preach. You may not be called to teach or, or, or be on the front, but you may be called to encourage, to be an encourager. That's a gift. There's a gift of faith, not just faith that saves you, but a type of gift of faith that when everybody's standing around saying, there's no way we can pay these bills, there's no way we can do this or that, there's no way we could be in that building, there's no way we could do that, you're always the one that says, wait a minute, <laughs> God split the Red Sea. Do you know how important that is to encourage those that are around you that may not have the same level of faith, but they need to hear somebody say, if God is in it, he can do it. If the dream is only big enough that we could do it with the money we've got and the resources we've got, then it's not big enough because God is able to do more than we can imagine. Immeasurably more is the exact scripture than we can imagine. And so whether it is to be a teacher of a small group, an encourager of faith, a good friend, whatever it is, whether it's on the stage, whether it's in the prayer closet, wherever it is, accept that gift. We talked about the sharing community. We, we share godly wisdom with one another. We share our resources with one another, financial, time, but we also, once you understand your gift and you've accepted it, let me tell you, this community of believers, church at its best, is when every one of you realize, I don't just go to church. I don't just go watch that thing. I am a part of New Beginnings. I am a part of the body of Christ. You might be the big toe that gets stubbed. You might be the hands, you might be the elbow, you might be the knees, you won't be the head, I won't be the head. Right, church can get messed up real quick when any of us think we're the brains of the operation. The head of the body of Christ is Jesus himself. And we got to get that first. But then we all have a role in what he is doing. If we are going to reach lost people, if we are going to push back the purge of addiction, the, the broken families, the things that, that ill our community, if we're going to reach people who have been turned off to God by religion, We are only going to do it if we all understand individually we are a part of this thing that is happening and we understand our role and our function and our gift and then we accept it and say, God, I don't care if you want me on the stage or the closet where you want me, I will go. And then you go. You use it. You share it for the common good and for one another. I'll ask you this question, have you struggled to find 
where you belong. I'm not just talking about at a church. I'm talking about in life. Have you spent time wondering why you're even living? Why is today even, why am I even here? Have you felt like you're running on a, uh, you know, a treadmill, you're running a million miles an hour, but you feel like you're on a treadmill and you're not going anywhere. It is because you cannot find your purpose without knowing your creator. Once you build that relationship, I mean, God just unfolds and calls you and gifts you, empowers you, and begins to use you to change the world, to change your family to change your neighbors, to change your community. But we got to understand our gifts, we got to accept, and we got to use them, we got to share them. And not be afraid to step out and trust God. God, as we prepare to close this morning and we just turn our hearts to you. Lord, there's been so many times and places that I felt like I didn't belong. God, I'm so thankful that I found a home in your family, that I'm your child. God, that we belong to one another, that there is no reason we should ever be lonely. God, I'm thankful that right now you are calling people who have never made that connection to their creator, that they've never given their life to, 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 to you, that they, 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 are, they are struggling and they are in, in, in slavery to, to, to sin and broken thoughts. And God, we know you have the power to overcome that and bring us into righteousness. God, we just pray this morning for any of us that are here that are just away from you. God, that this could be a day, a moment, a morning where your spirit is working inside of them and they're seeing this is why this is why I'm struggling with depression with anxiety, with temptations with, with, with selfishness with, you know, I'm not in here for the common good, I've been in here for myself I've been in here because I want to be on the stage I've been here because of this or that and God just reveal to us right now all across this room through your spirit who you're calling us to be and give us the strength, the conviction, the power to follow you. God, change this place. This picture, this Main Street, it's Pikeville, it's the people that are around us that have given up on you, that have turned away from you. Or they're only your friend when it's of benefit. God, that we find out that fellowship one of another is not just, God, is not just a privilege. It is a responsibility to get in and get our hands dirty, to serve and love the broken. Because they will never see God. They will never see you except through us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Stand with us as we sing this song. It says the goodness of God is 
followed you all the days of your life. Look at these first lines. I love you, Lord. Your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands. Listen, you are running to the wrong things if you are not running to God. This makes the eternal difference of where you put your faith and your trust. He's inviting you. He's calling you right now.